Good morning, good Sunday morning, ball watchers, and an even better Sunday morning capped off by what is now a three-game win streak for your St. Louis City SC after defeating Houston Dynamo FC at home at City Park at our fortress last night on Saturday night. Uh, What a match it was. We've got Jake and Justin here. Justin still overseas on his last day in the London after catching the FA Cup final and watching Man City take it uh, yesterday, which sounded like an awesome time. Justin, how are you feeling today? Good. Tired. Yesterday was a very long day. The game was incredible. Uh, still nowhere near the atmosphere of City Park. It, we blow that out of the water every time. But yeah, walking around now, Kensington Palace. Game was great. A little VAR there. Heard you guys had a lot of VAR as well. I didn't stay up for the game. I tried, but passed out. Understood. Understood. Uh, well, Justin, let, let's go ahead and, and we'll, we'll cut you loose You know, after a couple minutes here. But I want to hear your initial reactions uh, to the game from what you're able to catch on the replay this morning. And we'll get to the where we go from here so people can get the uh, the pin drop. So so what what do you think from what you heard and what you saw? Uh, so I got to watch. I actually watched the whole first half, rewatched it, and then I watched the highlights. The boys look good. Um, I know you'll be able to touch on a lot being there. Um, I thought everybody – it was – the one thing that was interesting to me and that you'll definitely talk on it later too is I like to see that Nico had the balls, I guess, to ask uh, uh, Leuven for the PK at the end and then he, that he gave it to him and then he buried it. So I'd love to see that. I think it's one – we lost you for a second, Justin, when you talked about Nico's PK. Yeah, and Nico put it away. Love to see it. Um, I think it's one of those things like seeing the ball go through the net for a basketball player. Um, so him to get another goal was huge for him. Um, yeah, mortgage was one. Aaron, good call. I saw he had a nice little parlay with the money line. Um, unfortunately, I did not hit on Holland anytime. I apologize for anybody that put their actual mortgage on that. But I did the city city one and a half for Man City and city one and a half for City to score that smacked. And then I doubled down just specifically for us over one and a half. That is free money, Jake, when we're at home. Us to score two goals. So, yeah. Overall, great afternoon. Yeah, great afternoon. And before we let you go, Justin, here we got to do the, the new Justin segment. So, following this win, you know, three-game win streak, City Park is is just a place where we look like a, a absolute demon of a team right now. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up the map. And where do you think we belong geographically right now on our way to Disney world. Right. So we're, we're charting our course, but where would you plot us, Justin? Yeah. So we were in new Orleans, uh, having a great time. Now we're having a better time and we're moving towards Florida. I wouldn't say let's actually, yeah, let's call it, let's keep it a party. I was going to say Pensacola. I don't want to do like family trip stuff. Let's call it PCB. We're in Panama city beach. Now <laughs> we're moving our way closer to Orlando, but we're still partying the whole way there. Oh, there we are. We are in PCB, baby. Panama city beach. That's we're, we're moving east from New Orleans. What, what, what a Correct. nice little road trip. Yeah, I'm going to have to do more uh, lookups on my Florida geography if we keep winning games because I don't want to get to Orlando too soon. Uh, maybe we'll bypass it, go to Miami if we're really hot. Here we are, baby. We're in PCB, and we're having a good freaking time there, man. It's It's been a ride these last couple weeks. I mean, it's been so much fun. And, and a big week ahead. Big week ahead for the team with a little midweek half game against Dallas and another game on Sunday against the Galaxy. So it could yeah. be even bigger. Yeah, one thing I want to touch on that real quick. I know we'll do a, a quick little preview on Dallas later in the week uh, or in, I guess in the next two days or so. But having that little like, what, 50 minutes that we're going to play or 40 minutes, I think that's going to be a nice little warm up for us having more games in the middle of the week. I know there's a lot of complaints about these teams coming to play us in City Park and having to play on Wednesday and then Saturday and then Wednesday and all of that. But I think it'll be nice for us to get a little attuned to that. I think it's kind of ridiculous. We have to go down to Dallas just for that yeah. 40 or 50 minute span. But either way, I think it'll be a nice little warm up. 
I agree. I agree. Justin, before we let you go, one word summary. What would you say for, for last night? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm going to say spicy. I've had a lot of different spicy foods over here, and I thought the game was spicy as well. Just all that that was going on right before the half with the red card and then rescinded. The guys were heat up, heating up. I think there was a lot of chippiness that was going on in the game as well, but we took it home, so spicy is my one word. Love it. Spicy. Spicy. Well, Justin, enjoy the last day overseas and in London, and we'll catch you back here midweek for a little short teaser for the FC Dallas half game coming up here. But safe travels, buddy, and, and we'll see you back stateside soon. Sounds good. All for city. All for city. All right. And now we will move into the majority of the rest of this show. You'll just have me, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully you guys can can bear with me here. But uh, just to start from the top, you know, how we usually go is is our one word summaries. So Justin gave his is spicy. Uh, I'm going to give mine to be comprehensive. And I say comprehensive because I think overall you look around the team from goalkeeper, defense, midfield, attacking last night. I think it was a pretty solid balanced effort last night from the team uh you, you know obviously a couple standout performances Leuven, you can't look much further than that a- a- absolute dominance from from him so i thought it was a really balanced effort from the team and it doesn't surprise me that i'm saying that because that's how we built this team in the first place is to be balanced and to not necessarily have stars in certain positions but i think we have had the emergence of a couple of stars, but uh, it, it's a team that is going to exhaust you because of the whole of the team, not just because we have a superstar that is capable of the fantastic. Um, so I'm going with comprehensive for my one word summary of the night. And let's go ahead and just hop into some highlights from the night. You know, obviously it didn't take too long for us to grab our initial couple of highlights with uh, Indiana Vasilev drawing a, a PK within six minutes of the game starting. And people want to say and have comments on the PK, especially I was actually watching the game last night. I was on some some duty uh, as a new dad here, but I was watching the game last night from home. And it's always interesting to listen to commentators because everyone has their own little bias and their own way of, of talking about things. And I didn't really appreciate some of the commentary around the PK call. So you look at the you look at the call. Indiana Vasilev, by the way, has this inherent ability, and, and Carnell talked about it last night in the post-game press conference, to be able to put himself between the ball and the defender. And in doing so, he's able to draw a lot of fouls successfully. If you watch these last couple of games, he's on the deck a lot. Uh, Joaquini is as well, but I think Vasilev is one that's doing it a little more with a veteran presence and able to draw those fouls in a very professional manner. Um, there may not be the most contact in all these, but he is smart with it. And he makes it look like a foul. And if he feels that contact on his backside, he's going to go down. And you saw that happen last night on that PK. It wasn't this clear and obvious, wow, that was 100% a PK. But people calling it soft, 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 it's still contact in the box. And it's still a bonehead move by defenders to put your hands in those positions and look like you're bringing this guy down. So no, no sympathy for Houston last night on that call at all. In my opinion, if other people have, have opinions, you know, feel free. It was definitely not the most contact you'll see on a penalty kick, but it looked like one. And when it's called in the field and you look at VAR, was it clear and obvious to turn that over uh, and turn that around and reverse that decision? I don't think so, personally. Uh, so they mentioned soft like 17 billion times after that PK in reference to it, and it was just getting to me. So uh, that's probably coming out in a little bit of this right now. Uh, otherwise, you know, that, that was a great start. Leuven just pounded that ball in the back of the net. His PKs, you know, like when you're in the MLB and 
you you have a guy that just can crush home runs and they're just no doubters. They come off the bat. They don't even look at where that ball's going. They know where it's going and it's going a mile. And his PKs are hit with such venom. I feel like last night he was kind of sending a message and it was just that goalie could have been charted the, the place, the time, the exact location of where that ball was going. And I don't think he would have gotten to it. And he's been a good goal, goalkeeper in, in Clark this year for, for Houston Dynamo. And I just I love to see Leuven just bury these consistently. He he's he puts his foot through it and it is always played so well. I think that doesn't surprise me given his free kick ability as well. He just has such great control of the pace and the placement of his passing and his shooting. So great for him to get back on the board last night. Now tied at the top of the leaderboard for shooting uh, for goals for us. Otherwise, I saw some good moments in the first half from Parker uh, showing his toughness and his strength going shoulder to shoulder with some of the attackers kind of bullying their their forwards a little bit. Uh, a lot of physical play from both he and Bartlett last night. The counter press was in full effect between Blum and Leuven. You know, when we lose the ball, we are sprinting back to either retrieve it or to get a toe poke on a guy that's dribbling from behind uh, to win that ball back and start going back towards the Dynamo's goal. That was on display last night. We saw Joe Akini bleeding city red in the early part of the first half last night, which was more of just a funny comment to make here. And Berkey distribution, you know, we see it always off the foot, off the side volley, off the punt. And I saw him literally bowl a ball straight to Leuven last night, just on a dime, right to his foot to start the next attack, which people, those are small moments. Don't get me wrong. Very, very small. But those types of moments and having a goalkeeper that can be the, the the start of your attack and not just the end of an opponent's attack is a great asset. And he's both. So we are very, very lucky to have him. And I'll get some more Berkey appreciation coming up here. I thought Ostrock had, had a pretty good night. I'm a big Ostrock fan. Everyone knows that. Uh, it was good for, for him to get on the board. I actually did have a little faith in him, and I put some money on an anytime goal from him last night. It was plus 400. Uh, so it woke up a little bit greener this morning for me. Uh, he was great in this, his counter press as well. In his press, he had some sliding takeaways that, that drew some chances for the team. Obviously, he was in the end of a goal, which we'll get to. He's got great off-the-ball presence and off-the-ball awareness for where he needs to be on the field. His spatial abilities are great, and that that's what kind of gets him into the spot for that goal. Uh, otherwise, I, I did hear a funny reference last night from the commentators, and that was calling the Parker and Bartlett the Bash Brothers. I know Bash Brothers has roots, you know, dating back to earlier, earlier times. But the one that comes to mind for, I feel like probably myself and most of our listeners will be the Bash Brothers uh, on the Mighty Ducks franchise, um, the movies. So that was, I think, Dean Portman and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the other guy's name, but referring to them as the Bash Brothers, I kind of like because they are super physical. We know they're super tight as well. And they do a lot of things there. They golf a lot together. I see those. They were the guest bartenders at the pitch. So I, I love that that nickname for them, the Bash Brothers. It really makes sense. And I think their physicality, being able to throw off attacking players from opposition like Houston Dynamo last night, is very, very key for us to either step into, you know, Fulton Reed, Kevin, thank you. Fulton Reed was our dash brother with, with Dean Portman. Uh, the ability for them to kind of bully the attackers and frustrate them and stay breathing down their necks uh, the entirety of the game is a huge, huge ability for us to throw off attacks before they even begin. And I thought they were on on point last night. Otherwise, my last moment of the first half before we get into the, the red card madness was Leuven in the 38th minute made a recovery run. So he was involved in the press. That was, I think the goalkeeper for Houston had it in his own box. They were building out from the back. They then sprang the long ball 
and we're on the break. I think Parker wasn't able to get to it. They're on the break. They've got numbers, and this is looking like an attack that could lead to a pretty significant opportunity for them. And Leuven, after being just outside the 18, I believe, on the opposition half, ends up in our own 18-yard box, getting close to the six-yard, cutting out a Houston chance and bulldozing Parker in, in, in his wake. What a run from him, that recovery run. It was great to hear in the, pe- the press conference, Carnell referring to Leuven, you know, being a guy that came to City very, very comfortable on the ball, which we see day in, day out. But a guy that wasn't maybe as involved for his former teams off the ball and making runs and recovery runs like that, getting really involved in where he should be on the pitch at all times. That run, that recovery from him, probably saves a goal or at least a pretty significant chance. Berkey probably would have stopped it. Uh, very biased from, from my perspective, but he he's putting in the work at both ends and you have to appreciate that because he's so dynamic forward. We, just, we see the product, the free kicks, the, the PKs, we see the assists. He's our assist leader as well right now. And we also see the defense, you know, Blum is by far and away the guy that cleans up the trash and protects our back four and it's just tenacious and on tackles. But Leuven's got that in him as well. And I think that's something that he's honed a lot since he's been here. Um, and I also heard a comment last night from the commentators, another crapping on them, is they, they said that he, uh, this is actually in reference to Roman Berkey, that they, they put their career on hold to come to St. Louis City SC. First of all, never say that again. If you're someone that appreciates American soccer and the advancement of the MLS, that's not something that should be coming out of your mouth. Because... As much as it might be seen as a downward move in terms of, you know, quality of the league or quality of the play or quality of the teams, Berkey's making a lot of money to be here. And we have some solid goalkeepers here and we have some solid competition here. He's our captain. This wasn't seen by him probably as as much a step down as it probably was to other people. Because, you know, obviously living in America is a great thing. People want to do that at some point in their lives. A lot of players do. And I, I don't see this for him. I mean, obviously, he was dethroned a little bit at Dortmund at, at the back end of his career. And I think for him, he just wanted to see new pastures and experience the United States. And and we're seeing him step up here. I just don't want to hear people say that they're putting their careers on hold to come to the MLS. I, I just that that type of narrative is not what we need to grow this game here. So that that's just my my soapbox on, on that really quick before we get into the red card. But red card, we had some madness in extra time of the first half. Uh, we had basically Indy running behind, drew some contact at a dangerous PK, and then what a dangerous, sorry, free kick. And what happened a couple minutes later was there was a little bit of a tangle between Blum and I believe it was Karaskia from Houston. And I love Blum standing up for himself. I feel like people might seem as a little more timid, uh, but he was very, very physical last night and wasn't going to take crap from anyone. And there was a little shoving match. And then, you know, all of a sudden you see Franco the guy with the crazy hair kind of looks like Brian May from Queen, the guitarist, if you uh, catch that reference, uh, comes in way, way, way too hot and kind of grabs Joaquini. And I think at the same time, simultaneously, Tim Parker kind of gets backed into Joaquini. He feels the contact. And with Franco wrapped him up, he goes down. It looked really violent. It looked like WWE SmackDown from my angle. And it was an immediate red card. The guy walked off the field, didn't even really fight it that much. His own teammates were yelling at him basically for being an idiot and to clam up because no professional should be doing that, especially when it wasn't even involving him in the first place. Anyway, it was rescinded. 
the story was was brought back rightfully so it wasn't as is dangerous and as violent as it was portrayed at least initially at live um so i was glad to see that righted it would have been nice to have a a, a full half with uh, a man down for houston but we didn't need it so get into the second half and we see some dangerous dangerous free kicks and leuven a free kick right onto bartlett's head from distance similar to kind of last week with you know 40 plus yard free kick Bartlett gets up, towers over his man, wins it, sends it back across the goal, which is what you're taught as someone that's winning that that uh, that, that free kick in the air, to Ostrock, who's salivating on the far post to just poke this in. Uh, and it was an incredible team goal, well worked. You know, that's straight off the training ground. Kudos to the team. Lubin's free kicks might be the best in the league. He is so consistent, and I, I think this man can score from corners. He can score from free kicks. He is one of our most lethal weapons when it comes to dead ball opportunities. Otherwise, you saw Berkey get called him a couple more times in this half. He caught a, a pretty meager shot smiling. And then literally a couple seconds later, uh, he was point blank making a save off the line. Um, not sorry, not off the line, but he narrowed the shooting lane. There was a couple misplaced clearances that end up with a Houston player who has an opportunity probably from eight, 10 yards out. Berkey gets off his line. Get, makes himself big, which is what you're taught in, in being a goalkeeper, and takes that off the chest to block it. Um, it wasn't the, the loudest game from Berkey, but he did have four pretty key saves for us, and that's an important one to make at that time and keep our, our, our 2-0 lead intact. Otherwise, we saw some early subs, Indian Ostrock getting a breather for Jackson and, and Rasmus Alm returning, which was great. I thought both of them played fine. Aziel Jackson obviously drew the PK for our third goal, but um, we saw Hebert locking on the left side of the field, blocking crosses, you know, sticking his foot in passing lanes. I, I want to make a quick comment. I know the, the, I just mentioned the subs. Can somebody get Leuven off the field when we're in situations like this? Like, it, it, I, I love him, but we need him to be fresh and healthy. And and sometimes subbing him out is good, especially when we have two kind of like one and a half games this week with Dallas and, and the Galaxy coming up. I, I see us really hesitate to sub him out, and I get it to a certain extent, but would like to see him get a little bit of a breather sometimes. Otherwise, Jackson drawing the PK in the 80th minute, uh, get to the, gets to the ball first. Houston guy kind of leaves a little extra on him, doesn't think he'll the ref will take a look at that or call that. And when you run it back on the VAR, which they did, it, it's pretty rough defending from Houston, and we get that call. Leuven steps up to probably bury his second goal of the game and cement himself into the lead for for City in terms of goals scored. And Joaquini asks him to take the PK, if he can take the PK. And Leuven, I think, kind of initially hesitates and then decides to give it to Joaquini, which, what a team guy. Come on. I mean, that that is, what a teammate. To give it to Joaquini, you know, a forward, a forward to live off of goals. And for him to t- give that opportunity straight to Joaquini and for Joaquini to take it and make it, great. If that wouldn't have been made or if he misses that or if the goalie saves it, probably having a different conversation today because I don't think Carnell was too enthused uh, with him giving that up because he is the designated penalty taker. Otherwise, Berkey standing strong in his goal, setting another point-blank shot in the 85th minute. Parker nods it over the crossbar as, as it's creeping towards the net. Couldn't get enough on it for Berkey. So, you know, another late chance, and we talk about that. There are flurries for us. I think we get a little bit leggy at the end of these games. It was hot last night. Don't get me wrong. But the way we play, I think we do end up a little bit tired. And that's why we make these early subs in the game, the 60-ish minutes, um, to get new guys on, to get new legs on, because we do tire ourselves out by how we play. 
And I do see that resulting sometimes in opportunities that we don't want to let happen in such late parts of the game. Uh, finally, let's just talk about post-game comments for highlights. A lot, a lot of comments. I love them about the team growing together and getting better. This is just the beginning for this team. Think about it. We've, we've had 14 games played together, full games played. And that's not even half a season. And these guys, you know, they arrived a little bit early. You know, we recruited early and got them all here in St. Louis to get them kind of gelling and getting that chemistry. It's still coming along. We still have so much further to go. So everyone, you know, you know, be excited about that too, because it's really something to look forward to. We have so much more runway for this team. And otherwise, I think people got to start putting some respect on Leuven for the MLS MVP conversation. He is the lifeblood of our team, the lifeblood of our team. One of the most important players, when you think about it in the MLS right now, he plays his position, I think, better than anyone else that I'm seeing, at least currently. And he's been a shock to a lot of people. And he's still got some time to grow as well. He's not like he's on the wrong side of, you know, 30. He, he, he's, I think, 26, 27 right now. And I'm, I'm excited to see him progress. We still have so much more time in this season. But I mean, between guys like Mukhtar, between guys like, you know, Denny Buanga for LAFC, uh, for Lucho Acosta for FC Cincinnati, who are having their own great season. I think he's got to be up there in the conversations right now, given the way he's able to play and contribute goals and assists and get stuck in on defense in his game. Otherwise, guys, fans, well done. City Park is a freaking fortress for this team. We, in this homestand, these last three games, put up 10 and conceded one goal uh, and had at least three goals in each one of these uh, games. And we've had at least three goals now in every single home win that we've had this season. I mean, if we're talking about City, you got people got to hide their records because we're coming to snatch them right now. I mean, th th this team's got three plus goals and 14 games played this season. The Galaxy did that in 1998. They're the only team to ever do that in that 14 game sample size. Otherwise, we're still setting expansion team franchise records. We've got 28 points, nine wins, 32 goals. And with that, an 18 goal differential, a positive 18 goal differential in our first 14 matches of the regular season. Those are all records for any expansion team at this stage in the season. So everyone, you know, take a breath in. You know, we might lose some games coming up. There might be some rougher times ahead. But what we've been able to accomplish this season so far is nothing short of incredible. So everyone appreciate that. Take it for what it is. Let's not rest on our laurels, of course, but what an accomplishment this team's put together so far. We deserved it. We put up 2.39 XG last night. We finished all three of our big chances created. We limited Houston for the most part. We'll get to some of those in the low lights here, but a very dominant performance from, from the team. I wouldn't say it was our best performance of the season, but a strong performance nonetheless. We led all the defensive Stats with interceptions, blocks, clearances, uh, keeper saves. We led XG in the first half and second half. And we you know, really just kind of took it to them, especially on duels. 61 duels won for us. Blum probably being our, our leader in that in that stat. And before we get our heads too big here, we do have to talk about a couple of the small things, lowlights. There weren't too many for me last night, but I will say sometimes I feel like our defense at, at times can be a little bit too cute on the ball, you know, look to play it off the guy and win a throw or a corner or look for that really difficult pass in that small, narrow passing lane when we could maybe just be a little bit smarter and, and safer uh, sometimes. So that's kind of one thing I picked up. Uh, we saw some set pieces last night where Ostrock and Joe Akini ended up making the same exact run on the back post. 
and got in each other's way and kind of messed it up on a fl- on a great free kick from Leuven. That was in the 45th minute. Uh, low lights more generally. Ben Olsen is the coach for Houston. Has this guy ever had a call go against him? Every single call last night, he was like, what, what, what? And, and just shocked. Just like he's never read the rule book or he's never been to a game where some calls don't go his way. It was funny to watch him act like that. Uh, otherwise, I think sometimes we, we blow our marks on on free kicks and, and, and corner kicks as well and just crosses. That seems to me to be one of the weaknesses that we have in our game right now where I, I think whether that's dynamic runs made by opposition or by the way we press and we have to shift personnel around and make recovery runs, that sometimes we just don't have guys marking the opponents. And that's going to happen. We get disorganized sometimes. But it happened quite a few times last night. And I think we were able to make those recoveries and, and block a lot of those or, or, or get them out and clear them. But something to worry about a little bit for me. Um, sometimes you're a little bit slow to close down players too. I saw that on specifically like sixty fourth minute last night. I saw Nerwinski a little bit slow to mark down um, Hector Herrera, who came into the game and kind of changed Houston, uh, made them much more dangerous going forward. And we were fortunate to maintain that that clean sheet. Uh, otherwise, I think a strong performance from the team. Definitely still some room to grow, but definitely want to give a, a, a shout out to to this performance in this home stand before we go to Dallas on Wednesday. W- when you look at the team performance and look at ratings Leuven is by far and away the MVP of that match for for me the man of the match he put in a a great great match otherwise you look at goalkeepers Berkey made every save he needed to make last night super safe pair of hands a for me backline also performed well I, I thought Parker and Bartlett really threw off a lot of Houston's attack and before it even really could build Bartlett specifically he's catching my eye man for for him being a trialist and us signing as a free agent what value we're getting out of him. I'm so happy with what he's been able to bring to the team. And Tim Parker, a little bit of a revenge match. Houston, keep in mind, we traded uh, for Parker from Houston. He was their captain there, and he was on crazy big salaries, and he still is. But they've retained uh, part of his salary. So they're still paying for part of Tim Parker as he absolutely jams the sword in last night. Uh, on them so very funny situation to think about there I thought our midfield had a great game a little bit quieter from from Indy uh, on his on his creation but you know he won the PK he was still very dangerous for us Uh, I'm very happy with him still in that advanced attacking position Blum and Leuven absolute locks A's across the board for the for the midfield for me Celio had a strong game last night, you know, isolating uh, and, and dribbling at players and being dangerous with those kind of chances. I was very happy with his performance last night. We channeled a lot of our attack down the left side, and I think he was a strong performer. Really want to get him back on the board and getting involved there. Uh, otherwise, I thought, like I said, Ostrock, I think, had a, had a decent game as well, subbing in for, for Stroud, who was suspended due to yellow card accumulation. I wonder if he'll maintain that uh, spot for this week if things are going well, like they are right now, because we do have, like I said, one and a half games. So rotation might be more of a factor this week in Carnell's mind. And I thought Joe Acchini had a decent game as well. I, I still do want to see him run off the shoulders of defenders and get in behind more than dropping deep. Cause I think that's still a lot more of Klaus's type gig. Uh, but with, with attackers like Ostrock and Vasilev sitting behind him, he has that supply consistently. So I, I just want to see him continue to work on that. Uh, but he was able to get his goal last night. He did bury his PK, so I am happy for Nico. Uh, if you're in here right now, before we get into our review and predictions, grammars, all that fun stuff, uh, 
throw us a like, throw us a subscribe on YouTube, really helping our channel grow and get out to more people. Uh, we do like to do this, this video stuff and do it live for you all on these Sundays and, and Wednesday nights when we can. Uh, it makes a huge difference. So if you're all in here, throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, and, and that lets you know if you're subscribed when we are going to go live so you don't miss any of this stuff. And the same thing goes for, for social media as well. Uh, on, on on Twitter and Instagram, if you subscribe to us on those two as, as well, you can also kind of be informed of what we're going, uh, what we're posting. And, and I know that YouTube, I'm sorry, I know that Twitter and Instagram kind of uh, have their own algorithms with how much you see and what kind of content you see. I've heard it's like 10% of the people you follow um, actually show up on your feed. But if you subscribe, then you will see all that stuff guaranteed. So try that. Uh, would appreciate anyone to, to do that for us. So Otherwise, uh, thank you all for being here. It's so much fun to do these on Sundays. And let's talk about the final results. Hopefully you all made some money. We did have some bets, some locks of the week we did put in for this performance. Uh, I predicted a 1-0-W, and I was very, very happy to, to be wrong and get three on the board there and maintain that clean sheet. We got four now. And I, you know Berkey's loving that. And I see Richard in the comments. Love going to bed in a clean sheet. Absolutely. A win in a clean sheet is the, the ice cream and the cherry on top. It, it is the best combination in the game for me. Uh, so I, I, I was really happy about that. Justin predicted a 2-1-W, so he, project, he, he projected them getting on the board. Uh, they were not able to, despite their best efforts. We also both predicted, uh, I predicted a City Moneyline uh, win, and I think we were minus 125, minus 110-ish going into the game, uh, and that cash, obviously. And Justin predicted over one and a half City team total. When we're at home, over one and a half city team total goals is maybe the lock of the century. Like I said, whenever we're winning at home and every single home win this season, we've scored at least three goals. What a gift to the fans and the supporters to have our team put up that amount of goals. And also what a gift we are to them as well. You see the players comment about that. Leuven said he wishes he could play every game at city park and, and play all 34 of those in, in front of the home fans. Cause they love how we play. They love what we bring to the table with our noise and our decibel level because we're kind of keeping them going with a heartbeat or, or, a, or a tempo of the game. So kudos to you all for being great fans. Uh, otherwise, for us, we are heading on a interesting week for City. We have Dallas for kind of like the second half of our game that was postponed due to severe weather um, back about a month or so ago. Uh, we'll do that on Wednesday, and then we'll come back home to play the Galaxy, who are languishing uh, and just uh, fired their their president and GM, uh, Chris Klein, uh, who's a St. Louisan. So we have them back on Sunday for a little noon game, which sounds phenomenal. Hopefully it'll be some nice weather. Uh, but what a weekend for, for the team. I could not be more happy um, to see the fans rewarded for showing out last night and to see this team back on it. We, we were starting really hot. We had a little bit of a back-to-reality moment, and now we are back. Uh, on our high horses, you know, I'm, we're drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid. Absolutely. There'll be some times ahead and a lot more away games coming up. Keep in mind as well, following this home stretch. But what a time to be a City fan. And let's all be gracious for what's going on here because it's been truly, truly fantastic. Uh, so bask in it. You guys are all Western Conference leaders. We're one of the best teams in the MLS right now against everyone's projections, everyone's expectations. We are winners right now. So let's continue to keep that mentality and let's continue to progress as a team and as a fan base to support this team and see what type of heights they could reach this season. So uh, with that said, uh, I will let you all go on this lovely Sunday. I hope you all enjoy your week and the rest of your weekend. And with that, all for City.